actually sacrificing for your goal. One, it helps you get the goal, yeah. right? Because if you're not willing to sacrifice for your goal, the goal becomes a sacrifice. But also, if you enjoy the thing you're sacrificing more. Now, yo, what up, what up? It's your man Brandon Carter, and you are listening to the Victory Talk Podcast. This is the podcast where we show you how to build your money, muscle, and mindset. I give you the lessons that I learned over my career building several multi seven figure businesses, and every once in a while, I bring in my successful multi millionaire friends to teach you their lessons as well. No matter what podcast platform you're tuning into, make sure you follow us there because we are dropping new content that's going to help you succeed. Now, let's get into today's episode. I want to dive into uh, a lot of different things, including a lot of viewpoints about like the truth about looking at money, uh-huh. right? So the whole point of, of this show, as you know, is essentially the truth behind success, the truth behind mm. business ownership. What is it? What's the real story, right? Because yeah. what you see on social media sometimes and what actually happens behind yeah. the scenes is like sometimes a huge departure. Yeah, it's nine day. Right. A lot of times, yeah. So, but just to give people context of, so they understand who this handsome gentleman is and what the hell uh, is coming out of his mouth and why. Right. Give me a little bit of a little bit of background and and because you have some amazing fascinating stories but i don't want to also suck up an entire hour with all of them right, uh, right. so give me like the what's the, sh- the shortish version of how did brandon carter came to come to be you know the, the word legend gets thrown around a lot <laughs> i would never i would never you know call myself a legend but a lot of people will say that when it comes to the online fitness business that I, I was a pioneer in that regard, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old now. So when online, I was one of the first guys to start online training yeah. because prior to that, you know, there was nobody was online. You had like Yahoo, yeah, <laughs> Yahoo.com. Right. That was the best <laughs> website. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I was one of the first guys to really start moving in that direction and, you know, and also building a YouTube following mm-hmm. kind of the, one of the pioneers in YouTube fitness space, you know, there's other guys who did that way bigger than me, but when it comes to online training, I think I was really the one to really set that off. And now I, you know, I was able to build a a multi seven figure um, online training business myself. And then we branched out and I had a supplement line, seven figure supplement line that we later dissolved. But now I focus hundred percent of my effort on actually teaching people how to grow their own online fitness business. And we have, thousands and thousands of students who are able to just train people online remote yeah without having to go to the gym or anything they just train them online and they're making you know full-time incomes off of that and it is super rewarding to do that kind of work because the, the income they're making it's like life-changing you yeah know what I mean? it's yeah. like, like life-changing income and a better quality of life right because these in-person trainers you know they're they're basically paying getting paid by the hour Right. Right. And that's cool, but there's only so many hours in each day. But when you take your business online, when you're doing online training, now your clients are paying you for the results you can get for them. Yeah. As opposed to the time you're putting in. And they don't care how much time you put in. They only care about the result. So you can actually start to, you know, train more people and make a better income for your family, but while charging them less and training them better. Right. Because when what I realized when I was took people online, when I started online training, I developed, you know, strategies where you could monitor the client's diet because that was a big flow mm. in in-person training because I would train these people and I, I would work them out well, but if they don't eat right, then you right. Know, it's all for nothing. So when so we developed that strategy and perfected it and now we teach it to our students, like 
some of the guys who were trainers for years, decades, yeah. right? When they start implementing our strategy to monitor their client's diet every day, they can see exactly what they're, what they're doing, what they're eating, the macronutrient ratio in real time. The clients get way better results. So, the, so, and that changes their lives too. So right. like, I feel like we're doing a lot of good because we're helping trainers make money, but also making better trainers. Hundred percent. You know, then that's changing people's lives, their clients' yeah. lives, and their families' lives. So it's super rewarding. Well, you help enough people get what they want, you get what you want. Come right? on, man. Come on, man. And I want a ball. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. I gotta help a lot of people because I want a lot of money. I got I got a lot of money, but uh, you know, it's um Need more. it's never enough for me. It's yeah. never I'll never be satisfied. Well, so and, and I think it's a good thing. So on that, where where did that come from for you? Like, mm-hmm. give me some context on on you've shared with me privately, but like, yeah. give me some context on growing up. What was what are you? What were some of the key points that kind of led to uh, all of your success? So I grew up on the south side of Chicago, and I one of my very first memories is you know every day my mom would wake me up early around like five. Mm. You know, I'm I'm like a, a kid, like a toddler, right? And she would take me to preschool. And we would walk, right? Because my my mom didn't have a car, and we walk through Chicago snow sometimes, and yeah. below zero, yeah, right. It's still dark outside, and there was one time we were walking, and we saw this guy come in, big coat, kind of like covered up in this normal Chicago winter, right? It's how you're supposed to dress. But as he approached us, right, he pulled a gun out and asked and told my mom to give her a purse, and she kind of like tensed up, right, and then he put the gun in my face. And they said, give, give me the purse. Wow. And, you know, she she gave it to him or whatever. And, you know, that was one of my first memories. And it kind How of, you? I, I, was, I must have been four or five, right? Because I was Damn. going to preschool. And it's, it's um, you know, I always wanted to take care of my mom. Like, it, that was really put put inside of me that, mm-hmm. at, at that moment. You know, when you grow up in a place where they're robbing toddlers at gunpoint to break it down. <laughs> First thing in the morning, they're robbing toddlers at gunpoint. Right? When you grow up in that place, you want to get out of it, you know? And and I just kind of realized that, you know, financial success was the key mm-hmm. to doing that. And also, like, being strong, right? So you like, realized at five that financial success was the key? I think initially, I realized, I, I, I thought if I was a superhero, mm-hmm. Batman, G.I. Joe, Optimus Prime. Okay. Right. If I was one of those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have stopped that. Hey, leave my mom alone, jerk. Yeah. Right? So right. that's when I, I, I started in my brain. I said, oh, I, I want to be strong. Yeah. Right. You know, and then that, you know, we fast forward a few years, you know, my father, he lived with us. Right. But he was gone all the time. Mm-hmm. He was trying to, he was trying to come up. And so he was like, always out of town trying to build his business. Right. He was start. he had his own business and he did, all the sales for his business mm. and he was he was a good salesperson right so he would do all the sales and he was just wasn't around a lot but you know he still lived with us you know right and i got sent away to military school for high school because you know i got in a little bit of trouble you know skipping school fights shootouts you know normal kid stuff <laughs> you know and so I go, I go to military school and i would get in like was fight. it for real shootouts? Huh? Or are you just fucking? Uh, okay, <laughs> a legend. No, all right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I, I got sent to military school, and I was there on some sort of like scholarship program for mm. broke kids or something. So I was like one of the only like poor kids there, mm. and I was one of the only black kids there. And the kids weren't racist; kids are just jerks, right? So I would get into fights a lot, 
right? And that's when I really got serious about working out. Yeah. Because I wanted to get better at violence, right? You know, right. <laughs> and you're what, 15, 16? 15, 16, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then what, what happened? Were you like already kind of? No, no, no. no like I was skinny. skinny yeah. I was a super skinny kid. And, you know, one summer I was back home and we had this uh, family friend. His name was Aaron Muhammad. And he was voted best trainer in Chicago. Okay. And he let me work out with him right uh over the summer and i made some progress that summer and then when i got back to school i was like man one of these little jerks say something yeah <laughs> i can't wait couldn't wait he was a boxer too he was like a golden glove boxer okay so he taught me boxing and everything and i was i was i was training for violence all summer yeah <laughs> i get back to school and then nobody wanted to mess with me though because i was yeah there, right right and i also probably had more confidence you know sure. stuff like that and what happened was you could just walking around <laughs> like what was that yeah yeah what was that kyle smoke coming yeah. out your nose all right bridger would you no no but um those kids stopped being jerks they started mm-hmm. asking me for advice on working mm-hmm. out so i was teaching them what i learned from aaron my, my trainer at the time and they, I noticed their personalities changed, mm. right? Once they started making some progress, they became happier to stop being little jerks. They start stopped bullying other kids. They started mm. to like themselves more. And I saw that the power of fitness, how it can actually change people's personalities yeah. and improve their, their lives in turn, improving the lives of people around them, right? Because now these kids aren't bullies anymore, yeah. right? So like on, in, a, in a small way, I helped improve the quality of life for everyone at the school. Yeah. You, if you really yeah, think about yeah, like the yeah, bully yeah. stop being bullied. Yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. So, I noticed that as as a as a as a kid, and that's when I said, "Oh yeah, I want to be a, a trainer." Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. the problem is, trainers don't make a whole lot of money, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so I ended up going to college. It's the part I, I left out. My my dad was working a lot, right? Mm-hmm. While I was going to military school, his business started to take off, mm. and he's he got to the point. By the time I graduated high school, he was making three million dollars a year. But this is in like 2000. Yeah. Right? So adjusted for inflation, that's about 8 million. Yeah. So he was re- re- doing really well for himself. I didn't experience it because I was gone. Uh, right. I was, at, I was at military school. It was in Wisconsin. And then I went to college in D.C., Howard University. So while I'm in college. That's when he's got all the money. I don't really experience any of it. But I know yeah, it's there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this is this is dope that he did that. But by the time I got out of college, he had messed all the money up hmm. and he was broke. And then he committed suicide. Right. He lost everything. You know, uh, right before the, he had it, uh, it was on his way down when I got out of college, mm. like there was serious problems. And then it got real worse at 2007, 2008, right? Around yeah. The financial yeah. crisis. And that's when he just lost, it was all gone. Everything wow. was gone and he ended up committing suicide and he left a bunch of problems and now we're all back to being broke yeah. again. How did that affect you? Well, you know, I really looked up to him cause he accomplished so much, you know? And yeah. I, and I, what, one thing I saw from him was, oh, if you, work hard for a long time mm-hmm. you can be successful he didn't have college education he didn't graduate from high school wow. right he was just a guy yeah. from the hood who worked super hard and figured it out yeah so now i'm like okay maybe i can take that aspect of, of him and but also once i you know once i make it i gotta make sure that i don't fuck it up the way he did yeah you know and but it, it definitely was it like me. was there an immediate like shift immediately like, what was the i was like oh was man it's like? time it's time to get it's time to get mm. this going you know i can't have my mom out here struggling i gotta take care of my family yeah i, I became the man yeah. of the family at that point so you know i started working super hard i was still training people in the morning and i would wake up at 4 a.m train people in the morning right then shower at the gym go to another job i was working security 
right, for eight hours. Then after that, I would work for my boy's moving company. Wow. Right. And I did that like seven days a week. And on the weekends, I trained people in the morning and then I managed a restaurant in Queens after that. So I was working like 12, 14 hour days Damn. for years. And and then, you know, I figured, man, I love training. I know a lot about marketing. I learned sales from my dad who built a multimillion dollar business with sales. How can I do this? And then mm. if I figure out how to do it online. And that's kind of when it started. What was it that was the catalyst from uh, offline to online? Did you see an ad? No, nah, I read a book called um, For Our Work Week. There was no ah, ads for okay, this. I, okay, we, yeah. like, we had to invent online yeah, training. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I, like I had to invent it. Okay. There was other people who were- I'm saying working online up. business in general. Yeah, no, I read For Our Work Week, week you know, because I, I I read a lot of books. I, I probably- When did the reading habit start? Yo, that started in around age 16, right? Oh, really? When I started working out. Um, I was in my dad's office one day, you know, during the summer and I saw he had Awaken the Giant within ah, on a shelf. Okay. And I said, yeah. did you read this? He said, nah, somebody gave it to me. I said, can I have it? And he said, yeah, I don't give mm. a fuck. <laughs> and then I took it and I read it. I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. Yeah. Right. And and I really had just made a. That's when I started, because when I read that book, I thought, oh, man, how did I go this long without knowing this stuff? Yeah. What else do I not know? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I just started, became an avid yeah, reader. So you had that, you had that early. Yeah. yeah super that's, early. That's, uh, that's useful. Yeah. No, super <laughs> useful. I mean, I applied it to, I applied the stuff I learned in that book to yeah. all different aspects of life, you know, but so I, I was always reading a lot and then I came across for our work week mm. and, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. And then I read it and I thought, hey, how do I apply this? You know? Yeah. And in the book, I don't know if I would recommend that book now. Like a lot of the strategies are antiquated and mm. I, don't, I don't think it, many of them be applicable today. Sure. But some of the fundamental principles still are, right? Yeah. And what he recommended was doing Google advertising, but I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have a lot of disposable income. Yeah. Right? So, all right, what can I do instead? At the same time, I read a book called Crush It from Gary Vee mm. and he said, oh, let's take everything online. So I kind of combine the strategies. Right, right. <laughs> and that's when I started YouTube. And I was one of the first guys with a YouTube yeah. channel and fitness like 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Probably longer than that. Yeah. More ways, man, it's longer than that. It <laughs> well, it's funny because because a lot of people that like since you and I have been working together, they're like, oh, I was watching Brandon's videos like 12 years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm like, yeah, that that one, that guy. It was um, a good time so to start. It, yeah. Because yeah. it was easier then. It was less competition. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I bought a camera a fifty dollar camera off of eBay. It was called a, it's called a flip cam. Yeah, it was made by Cisco, I think. You can't even buy it anymore, right? But it was like the first HD camera to fit in your pocket because the iPhone didn't do HD video at the time, right? And like the iPhone, it just came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And so I, I was able to do that with with no microphone, and it worked on YouTube back yeah. then. It, it wouldn't work now, so it was it was a good time to enter, right? Yeah. And that's kind of how things started, right? I started using YouTube to advertise mm-hmm. my business, you know, started a blog and stuff and then advertising online training through through the blog and YouTube and started to work. I got to the point where I can quit one job and yeah. quit another job. And what year is this? This is like, you know, I probably started this in 08, 09. Okay. Oh, probably 09, right? Okay. And because I was still working all those jobs, right? So I, yeah. would, I would, if I had like, you know, half a day off or right. whatever, I was like, okay, a 15 minute window. Yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, I'll try to film, you know, as many YouTube videos as I can. Yeah. I had to teach myself how to edit. I had to teach myself how to build websites, landing yeah. pages. I had to learn WordPress and, you know, I had to learn online marketing, right? Yeah. They, even though I had a, a college degree in marketing from a good school, they didn't teach how to do it online because it, it really didn't exist then, right? right? And I don't, I don't even know what they're teaching now. 
And Doubtful. yeah, I, I, I suspect they don't. And <laughs> At least if they do not very well. So I had to learn all this stuff and, you know, I had to learn email marketing, you know, um, eventually Google ads, Facebook ads, and, you know, click funnels didn't exist or anything like right. that. So I, the, the, my first landing page, I had to code it mm-hmm. HTML. Damn. Right. You know what I'm saying? What was it pre WordPress? Yeah. No, WordPress was out, but I think I, I, what I did was there was another guy who had a, it was a landing page for some other product. Mm-hmm. And I, if you hit the button, right, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. the HTML, you see the code. The code. Yeah, yeah. So I copied the code, put it into a, a program called Dreamweaver by mm-hmm. Microsoft, right? Oh, the OG. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I, then I was able to make the edits and then I had to upload yeah. that. And that how did you learn to code? <laughs> you reading in books yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. there was no classes on online marketing yeah. or anything like that you know we were, i'm telling we were pioneering all this yeah. stuff and it started to work it got to the point where i quit one job and quit another and you know i waited till i haven't had enough savings right mm-hmm. that was important to me to have a safety net because remember i'm still like helping take care of my family yeah. and stuff so I, what was your savings target at the time when you say enough savings what was enough? i think like you know something around like just 10k okay in savings okay. right and, and i wanted to make sure the business was making more than I was making from the jobs. That was my criteria yeah. to quit. When I was making more from the business than the jobs, I would quit the jobs if I had 10K in savings. Gotcha. And what that did was get just gave me, actually gave me more confidence. Some people tell you the opposite, man, just burn your boats, just jump no, in. Fuck that. Nah, that's no, dangerous. That's, that's a dumb, don't follow that. Yeah, that's, that's so, it's dangerous, right? I yeah. mean, I get it if you just want to char- burn your boats, charge, yeah. but for me, I didn't want to put my family in, in no. danger, right? You know, they're, I have people depending on me. Yeah. Right? So, the rule I've followed and it seems to have worked is like if you have your business income, if you're starting it on the side, mm-hmm. match your job income yeah. for at least three months. Okay. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily a savings target, but it's kind of like, all right, we're concurrently, yeah. you know, it's kind of like have one system also replacing the previous system yeah. before you kill the previous system. So it was probably around, I didn't have the three months target. I yeah. just wanted to, uh, but it probably took three months of it matching it yeah, for yeah, me to yeah. save so up that 10K at the time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that safety, I never, I never had to dip into it. Mm-hmm. Right. But knowing it was there, it allowed me to actually take more risks, I think. Yeah. Because I was not worried. I knew, Hey man, I can take care of myself and my family for X amount of months, even if things went left or yeah. things just hit yeah. the fan. And, and that's, that was really helpful for me, man. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And so from there you were doing how much a month in, in income at this point when you first were starting in like oh, the first man. year or whatever. The, the first year. Man, this is old data, bro. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not confident. You know, I, I think, oh, man. And this is in 08, 09. No, it was after that. Cause it, okay, it took okay. a, it took a while for okay. me to, like I was, when I was trying to figure all this stuff out, Yeah, it took a long time, especially cause I didn't have a lot of extra time to spend yeah. on the business. Cause I was still working on those jobs and, yeah. and I was, I, I did it real slow. I quit one job mm-hmm. cause I had four jobs. So I quit one. Now, did, did you do this meth- like very deliberately yeah. methodically? Yeah, yeah, it's like where did you come up with the idea of being that deliberate and calculated with it? It just felt right. It okay. just felt like the right right move, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know exactly where but you know, you read yeah. you read a few hundred books <laughs> like it <laughs> starts to connect, yeah, you know. Yeah. And yeah, you know, it just it just it started to make sense, you yeah. know, cuz I think the way I look at money is to make money you need Big money, yeah. You need like leverage, mm-hmm. right? Whether that's additional cash, yeah, or it's you know some sort of 
like media exposure or some sort of like elite skill set, something like that. But if you don't have that, all you have is time. Yep. Right. So initially I just used time as my <laughs> yeah. left. I those those years when I was working super hard, I didn't go to no parties. I didn't I didn't watch any movies. I didn't watch TV, didn't mm-hmm. watch sports. Uh, you know, I wasn't and how many going years out. are we talking here? It was like two years of like that like yeah. just straight and knowing you was like every fucking day yeah right? yeah no because it was you know because here's the thing a lot of people i believe don't succeed because their current living standards are fine mm. right you know it, it's 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 difficult to go that hard when everything's fine it's a lot easier when your dad suddenly shoots himself in the head blows his brains out and now you got to take care of the whole family like one day yeah right then it's, it becomes more of a must. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's where I was at. So a lot of times people never reach the success that they, that they kind of want because where they are is fine. Yeah. You know, and it sounds fucked up, but I might've been lucky in that regard. Yeah. Because if that never happened, I might've been like, yeah, Right. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, every, yeah, everything's, this is cool. And I'd probably still just be partying. Li- Cause that's what I was doing when my dad was alive. I spent a lot of time bullshitting, partying, going out with girls, doing a bunch of other stuff, getting high, yeah. all, all that stuff. Right. But it, like one day mm-hmm. it, it switched, you know? Yeah. So you had a, uh, an outside catalyst. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, a, a big reason people don't succeed is because just things are too good. You know, they yeah. live in this gray area where they're so not what really you, happy. What is your advice to those people? You got to raise your standards, mm. you know, some sort of, some way, right? Because, you know, you're not going to rise to your, to your ambitions. You're going to fall to your standards, mm-hmm. right? So your, your whole life's a reflection of your standards. You get what I'm saying? The way you look, like physically, your appearance yeah. is your standards, right? You know, the, it's fine. Yeah. Because if it wasn't fine, you'd fix it. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Right, right. Like if you get... Let's say let's use like skincare. If you get one or two pimples every once in a while, you're probably not going to worry about it too much. Right. But if you start getting a face full of it, right, you might go see a dermatologist. Hey, we got to right. fix this, right? Because right? it's right. below your standards, right? If you're if you're kind of hungry, then oh, I can wait. But if you're mm-hmm. starving, you you need to eat now, right? right. It's, it's so how that's your income how as well. Tactically, then, because people I know some people watching yeah. this are like, yeah, I mean, like I want, I feel like my standard is here, yeah. and like I want it to be here, but like I just don't see the physical. Yeah. Representation of that. What should I do? I think there's a few different ways you can do it where like raise your stands. One is you gotta change your environment a little bit Mm. sometimes. You know, if you they say you become like the people you're around. Yeah. But you know, they 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 kind of set the standards Mm -hmm. for you, right? You know what's expected. Because if if you live in a nice area like this, right? Right. Boom. But then at some point you you gotta sell the Porsche or you gotta (laughs) you gotta get rid of all the stuff, then you'll probably start working working crazy hard yes yeah, you know? it's a ferrari by the way i'm sorry man I, I, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry man <laughs> no not or, or you know when, when you do that it, it changes things for example i was at my boy jeremy haynes house yeah. you know jeremy mm-hmm. right that's my that's my guy jeremy's balling yeah out of control He's my homie yeah man that's why we're that's why we're all yeah, friends <laughs> you know what I'm saying? and um i was over his house uh working on something mm. right and his girlfriend came over with her one of her friends and she saw how Jeremy was living, right? She see me two hundred thousand dollars worth of jewelry on for no reason. Right. <laughs> just yeah, this is how yeah. I walk, walk around. Yeah. And, and she sees all this stuff. She leaves 
and dumps her boyfriend on the way home because the standards she's like her she saw she saw a different vision of what it could be yeah you know and and she was like oh her standards immediately raised from her environment and uh you know good for her yeah it's a wise decision <laughs> yeah man it's a wise decision yeah yeah we're doing god's work you know <laughs> and and you know she it sounds callous right but think about it if she didn't break up with him right then now he has to live with a he has to live with a girl mm -hmm. whose standards are are mm -hmm. above his and that's going to create a lot of conflict if, if he's cool where he's at because that's that's kind of was her, her rationale behind it he's cool where he's at there's nothing wrong with that right but it's it, now they're a mismatch yeah you know so you got you that's one way to do it another way man is to i'm hesitant to say this man say i don't think you're going to agree with it Ah, you know what I'm saying? Charming. Because we, you know, I'm familiar with your methodology, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And I think you should set up some real, some infatuation, you set up some infatuation charges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me tell you why. I, one, one thing I, I've seen this work with a lot of my students, right? And it, it's a good step, man. They might do mm -hmm. something else after, right? Because it only works initially, right? But you make, okay. Freud came up with something called the, the pleasure principle, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, and basically he said that people are always going to be moving towards pleasure or away from pain, Facts. right? So what we have to do is make where you're at painful. Yes. Right? You know, to make it too painful. Which to I stand. agree with. Okay. That's, that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. So I literally just made another video on this exact thing. Oh, I, I, was, I wasn't going to bring yeah. this up. No, no, no. Please do. Okay, cool. Because, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll tie a bow on it when, mm -hmm. you're, when you're done because it's not a disagreement. It's just... It's it's when we talk about tools, yeah, right. It's a tool. It's a tool. So Got we it. talk about having the tools in the tool shed, yeah. right? It's a tool that gets commonly misused. Ah, uh, I get it. I but get it. it's a it's a useful tool, it's okay. right? Just All like right. a hammer is a useful tool, but if you use it to murder people, right, right, that is not very constructive. I mean, I guess on depends on who you murder. Depends on the context, right. baby. <laughs> but in general, if you murder who Hitler, then that's, that's what's saying. up. It's, it's a very useful tool. Yeah. All right. But, All right. Okay. So continue. Okay. 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 So. You got to make your current situation bad. So what what we do is we're too easy on ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Like if somebody's fat, right? And he's overweight. He said, oh, I'm just a little overweight. It's not bad, right? right. They, they come up with right. all these reasons to make themselves feel better about it. Yeah. I think you should make yourself feel worse about it. Mm -hmm. Be like, damn, man, what's, what's it going to happen if I keep this up? I'm getting fatter every year. Oh, shit. Uh, 1,400 people die every day from obesity-related diseases that's a lot of people yeah that's every day according to world health organization right and you know you, you just want to really go even deeper right like you know damn man how do my children look at me right right you know how, how's this affecting them what kind of habits am i teaching my children how's that going to play out for them 10 20 years from now if they yeah. build these habits from watching me right really make it as bad as possible and then think about okay what if i did lose this mm -hmm. weight how good would it be what would that mean for me Right. Yep. How would it affect my family? How would it affect my kids? Would they be proud of me? Right. You know, really go hard with that. And that's going to kind of force you to do yeah. it. And a real practical way to do this is something I call the list of hate. Mm hmm. I literally, you're, wait, I'm going to show you the video that oh. I just, it's, it's actually scheduled for uh, Monday. Oh, it's, it's gonna, exciting. Yeah. This is exactly the subject matter. So this perfect. This is what I tell a lot of my clients to do is right. Make a list of all the people who did you wrong. Hated on you, said you couldn't do it, said that it, it you know, made fun of you, mm -hmm. cheated on you, whatever it is. Make a list of them. And every time you don't feel like working, 
Look at that. Take a look at that list. <laughs> Just take a look at that list, right? Because they want you to fail. Mm-hmm. They want you to be lazy. They want you to not work out. They want you to not go after your goals. They want you to not pursue, you know, uh, your your dreams or fulfill your potential. They yeah. they would love that, right? Because yeah. they they don't like you, right? <laughs> right. So when you're not working hard, you you should be aware that they're winning, yeah. right? That girl who cheated on you, right? She, everybody's moving towards what they think will bring the pleasure and away from what they think will, meet, will bring you pain. Correct. So she thought she was better without you. Yeah. Was she right? Mm-hmm. It's on you, right? You're either proving them right or you're proving them wrong. Yeah. Right. It's on you. So you look at that, uh, you know, that, that, that could fire, fire, fire you up. Right. hundred percent. But then we got to take the positive, the list of great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the list of great is think about a version of yourself who's accomplished everything that you want all your all your dreams, all your goals, all your aspirations, and then write out all the qualities that person has. Yeah. Does that person? What time does he wake up? What time does he go to sleep? What is his diet like? Right. Does, does he procrastinate? Right. Right. Does he um, make excuses for himself? Right. What kind of standards does he hold himself to? How does he, how does he dress? What's his appearance? Right. You look at both these lists, and what, what's going to start to happen is every time you're acting congruent with the person that you described on that list, you're going to feel good because mm-hmm. deep down inside, you know, you have to be him yeah. to accomplish that goal. Like you don't accomplish the goal, then become him. No, no, no. You have to be him to accomplish. You have to be him to hit those so, goals. Look at, see what it says. Yeah. Be. be. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> so you have to be that person, right? So every time you, what's going to happen is you're going to get like a little dopamine rush. Every time you feel right. like you're, you're acting incongruent with the person on that list and you're going to feel pain when you act, when you're, when you're not incongruent with that person. And what that does is, there's a risk to this. And the risk is what's going to happen is you're going to actually enjoy working hard more, mm-hmm. right? Because now you switch your associations of pain and pleasure, yeah. right? Working hard, working late, um, skipping parties, not watching TV. You used to associate pain with that, right? right? You used to associate pleasure with playing video games, fucking around, getting high, drinking, right? But now you're switching it, mm-hmm. right? You're switching the associations. So now you associate pleasure with working hard and doing things that accomplish your goals and pain yeah. with the things that will stop you. Right. And mm-hmm. when you're looking at the list of hate and list of great every day, that's how I would start my day yeah. with this. Right. And the danger is you're going to become weird. Right. <laughs> and, and, and people are going to think that ship has sailed for us. You know, yeah, no, no, no. That's long gone. <laughs> right. But people are going to believe that people are going to look at you and say, man, you got to live life. You got to live a right. little And they'll try to tell you this. But what they don't understand is what they don't understand is that no, no, no. Recreation is not the only form of joy. Right. Uh, uh, vacations, parties, casual sex, getting high is not the only form. It's not the only way you can enjoy life. Yep. Right. You're enjoying life in a different way. And what they also don't understand is you're probably enjoying life more than them mm-hmm. because they can only do these things, these these hedonistic activities sometimes. Right. right? They can't go to a party every day. Right. Maybe they can't. They can't go on vacation every day. They can't have casual sex every day. It's like moments. Uh, it's like moments of of, of, yeah. of pleasure. Right. But they don't understand when we working hard. Right. We getting that all the time. We're, when, when I look at my to do list and I knock that shit out every day, I'm just as happy as they are on vacation yep. because I changed the association with the list of hate and list of great. Does that make sense? hundred percent. OK. And and on that point. Before I tie a bow on mm-hmm. tying that into what it is that we do, mm-hmm. because this is very applicable and it does not disagree with. Okay, no, I, I, I uh, thought you would like. No, I wasn't just, sure if you just, felt about that. Just you wait. All right, cool. Um, but on that too, uh, for those of you listening or watching, playing along at home, yeah, the uh, the rule of you'll never be criticized by somebody doing more than you. Mm-hmm. So if they're hating on you for telling you that you need to be a certain way, 
the only people who do that mm. involuntarily if you didn't say, hey, what do you think I should be doing different? They yeah. give the unsolicited advice yeah. out of care and love for you, right? which is actually out of, hey, stay down here with us. Mm. Do you right? think it's always that or, or do you think that they just don't get it? Like, I really think that sometimes they don't get it. Well, they don't. But they, they think they, you're punishing yourself. But they think that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. yeah. So, but I don't know if it's they, always hate. Right. I, but you tell no, me. No, no, no. But I'm saying like just because I, you know, if I give cons. If I, which I don't, but like give unsolicited advice to somebody, yeah, yeah. right? It's not because I hate them. It's just because I'm like, I want you to do yeah, better yeah, yeah. based on my model of the world. Right. right? Based off your model. Based That's on important. my model of the yeah. world. So the, the only difference there is if it's unsolicited or if you're like, hey, bro, friends, what should I be doing? Yeah. And like now you're just inviting it, right? But if they're just like, oh, man, you really should. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. Thank you for the yeah, advice. Yeah. So anyway, um, you'll never be, if, if people are criticizing you, they're doing less than you in some mm. way, shape or form. Mm. Um, but so- I, in this video that here's kind of the premise of this video that I literally just made is how to get how to, how to get ahead of 98% of people in the next 12 months. Yeah. Oh. First thing is write a list. You've got to cultivate a hate for where you're at. I literally say, mm. and write down all the things in your life that you just don't want, that yeah. you dislike and why you dislike them. Yeah. Very, very, very detailed. Mm -hmm. Right. And then write the exact opposite. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's like the, I use this analogy with one of my uh, Kevlar clients and it, I, I watched him go, Oh fuck. Mm. I said, just like, he's like, well, how do I like, it can get out of, it can get out of control. Right. And so that's when, if you're just, if you don't understand what I'm about to share, that's where it can kind of get, I don't say dangerous, but it can get to where you're out of control of your own mind, your mm. own activity. Right. Mm -hmm. And it could lead to success and more money, but it could also ruin areas yeah. if it's not wielded properly. So think of it like a fighter who goes into the ring. Mm -hmm. He cultivates a hate calculatedly for the, his opponent. Yeah. Right. He might not know who the fuck that guy is. He doesn't like hate him unless he like, you know, fucked his girlfriend or something. Right, like, right. but probably that didn't happen. Probably. So he cultivates this absolute hate unless for he's that person. Me. <laughs> <laughs> points. Fifty points for Brandon Carter. <laughs> so he he cult he has to cultivate this hate because he has to unleash this fury on yeah. that motherfucker right yeah. in the in the ring. Mm -hmm. But then when they're done, they shake hands and exactly. they go, "Wow, what an amazing fight! What an incredible fighter! Lot, all due respect, great shake hands." Mm -hmm. Da 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 da. And so it's being able to turn it on and turn it off. Mm. So where I believe that uh, it gets misused is when people, for example, they make their list of hate and it just makes them feel worse. Yeah. And then they take that and just go down into apathy. Or the, yeah, if they're, right? if they, And they're just like, yeah, you're right. I am a piece of shit. I was worthless. I shouldn't do anything. And like that, because it does, you could be reactively just, wow, I really suck. Right? 100%. And so unless the other side is like perfectly installed, yeah. it has a tendency, it could drag you even worse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On the other side, if you install the other side, the positive side, if you will, too heavily, it could get you too compulsively punching people in the mouth in that direction. Right. right? right. And then totally disregarding, like, when is it time to dial it down a little bit mm -hmm. in contextual understanding the contextual situation? Yeah. You know, not going like when I first uh, my first foray into entrepreneurship was like network marketing bullshit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you, they're all rah, rah, pump up shit, mm -hmm. and which is exactly installing that. Right. And so I defaulted in the beginning to going around telling everybody who, how they should be oh, and how they should do. You right? were the worst. I was the worst. Yeah. Dude. No, everyone hates that guy. Everyone. Right. hundred percent. So I learned everything the hard way. Brandon. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but I was that dude. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know any better. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody around to explain anything to me. And I was just like positive oh what are you guys doing you need to do this yeah. and so that's when it's uh it's a tool 
but it was misdirected. Right. Right. And so my point is, is all these things are tools. And so my, one of my favorite quotes that I beat as ad nauseum is knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit and wisdom is knowing not to use it in a fruit salad. Mm. And so knowing what tool to use and when, not yeah. the fact that it's a good tool or bad tool, it's tools. Your job is to know when to use those tools and be able to turn it on and turn it off like the fighter in the ring uh, and have control over it. Whereas many people don't have control over yeah. it and they compulsively live their lives reactively, but they may become successful. But a lot of other areas of their lives are much more out of control because they don't have self-control. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a delicate balance yes. because when I look at the list of hate, mm -hmm. I feel it without anger. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? It's uh -huh. like, cause it's, it's anger that can take you down. Yeah. A, I talk about like paths, in, you know? deliberately installing a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But understanding that's just the game. It's not like reality. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're 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 manufacturing a reality in which it causes you to do the things to get the result. Yeah. But you have to understand. At least in, this is how I look at it. I, is I have to. I know that I understand that this is my little video game, mm -hmm. right? And that's just a thing that I can do or not do in the game. And when yeah, I do it, yeah. this happens. But we forget that the chip is there and then it becomes like, you know, old bag of chips right. and it just lives there. Right. And now that runs us and that can be pretty dangerous. Mm -hmm. You might get lucky and it, everything goes great. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so th that's how I look at it. Yeah. No, I think that makes a, a lot of sense. You know, you, you use it as a tool and the beauty of this system is like, if, if you're doing it right, mm -hmm. you know, when someone does hate on you or mistreats you or does you wrong, it's almost like it's a weird thing. And I almost get a little happy, like, mm. <laughs> yeah. that fuel, that, yeah. that, that fuel, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I got people making, you know, fucking 20 minute YouTube videos about me talking crazy. Right. You know, you know, I got like a million uh, followers on Instagram, close to a million subscribers on YouTube, 1.5 on Facebook. But it sounds great, but within that, there's a lot of people mm -hmm. hating on you, right? And you know, I kind of just, I kind of welcome it, man. If anything, I might, I might get to the point. I might be at the point where I court it a little bit, right? Like, you know, I, 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 I dress pretty ostentatiously with yeah. all the jewelry and stuff because I know that it's gonna rub a hater the wrong way, and I kind of want that because <laughs> yeah. it's like, mm, yeah, that's. It. I don't get mad at it, right? Yeah. Anymore, right? There, maybe there was a, a point. Sure. You know what? I don't get mad at it because I like myself, right? I believe mm -hmm. that I believe that your the things that offend you give you a, like a window into your insecurity. Right? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody said, "Yo, Brandon, you look like a short Asian woman," I'd be like, <laughs> I would just look at him crazy. I would <laughs> it wouldn't offend me. I'd be like, man, something, something must be wrong with him, right? Yeah, um, there's nothing wrong with short Asian women. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My brother married one; she's lovely, right? Right? They have beautiful kids. I'm just saying, I don't look like one, <laughs> right? So I wouldn't be offended if somebody called me one, right? Now if they said my calves are too small, like right, that is the insecurity, right? So I'm like, oh shit. Fuck you, <laughs> right? I might get mad as hell, right? So, you know, I think the stuff that people say about me, you know, I got to the point where I really- There's all the comments about to happen about yeah. how, okay, show us your calves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I like myself. You yeah. know, there's things I want to improve. Oh, yeah. Sure, like the calves, right? But I, that stuff doesn't bounce on me, but it does, it's like, mm, all right. Yeah. It's, 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 it is fuel, like, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, they, if they if they knew more about me, man, mm. they, like they if they, they knew they hate more. <laughs> <laughs> but also, also, it's uh, I, I know exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. I also know that um, in a different rapper, um, so let me here's where I'm going with this is 
hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Right? So it's a reflection of their insecurity 100%. that they project on somebody else. 100%. So it's like the per like so uh a rich person gets hated on by a broker person and it's because the broke person really wishes they were rich, right? Yeah, happy, successful, confident yeah. people don't behave like that. Right, right, exactly. I know that too. And so ultimately, and especially the people who are like, no, I, money's not everything and I don't want to be rich. They are the worst. Well, it's it's because they've given up. Yeah. On They've given up on believing that they could have it too. So the only way to have the tallest building in yeah. the city, if you're not going to build your own tallest building, yeah. is to tear everybody else's down. And so unfortunately, that's just the reality. So I understand the the animated social media brand and saying they're the worst. I also know that in context, it's just the reality of just how the human mind operates yeah. and how, you know, different mechanisms. This is what I mean by reactive tools, mm. right? Somebody has a reactive tool like hate mm -hmm. that's misused. They're not actively consciously going, this is the best decision. Mm -hmm. They're just reactively going, fuck that guy. Yeah. Right. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's a misuse of a tool as an example. That's, that's a fact. All right, guys, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far and you're getting lots of value from it. On the Victory Talk podcast, our goal is to help you guys make money, build muscle and improve your mindset with brand new episodes every day. And we're not trying to sell you a bunch of stuff. There's no sponsors like these other guys. They're trying to sell underwear on their podcast. Some fucking bullshit that someone paid them to do. I ain't doing none of that. So if you found value in this at all, man, please write a review because it's really going to help us put out more content, help more people make more money, build their muscle and improve their mindset. Now enjoy the rest of the show. You know, yeah, they say they say money's not everything. And um, I would agree. Right. You know, to a certain extent, but not the way they see it. Correct. Right? You know, because that doesn't mean don't get money. Right. You know, right. Oxygen is not everything, but I, I want to make sure I have enough of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like water's not everything, yeah, yeah. but you know, my mom is not everything, but I'm gonna make sure she's taken care of it. She got everything she needs. Right. Well, you so. know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, just because it's not everything doesn't mean yeah. I should ignore it or yeah. not try to maximize it. You know, another thing is people don't understand what it's like to really go all out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Tell me more what, okay. what do you mean by that. When I see the average person walking around, every person, like almost everyone I see, almost, right? It's just like a pile of unfulfilled potential, right? Because I know that every one of them can do so much more, but they're not pushing themselves. You get what I'm saying? Yep. They're so focused. They're so focused on recreation mm. and, and having fun and enjoying life hedonistically. Yeah. Right. That it prevents them from really fulfilling what their potential is. I've never seen anyone fail when they go all out. Yeah. Like I'm going to talk about all out. Like when I, when I was explaining my work ethic after my dad killed himself, that's all out. Mm -hmm. Right. That's all. I mean, capacity. Right yep. to the point where it hurts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You're going through pain, right? Like it's like lifting weights. Mm -hmm. Like going into failure, but in life, yep. Like motherfuckers have no clue what that's like. That's a fact. You do that in all aspects, though. Yep. Right. Like my as, me as a father, right? Like my my son, he and his mom, they moved to uh, a different state, right? Because she wanted to be closer to her family, and you know we're not together, but she wanted to be closer to her family, and it makes sense, right? Yeah. For her to be by her family, and I get that, right? Because there was no family in New York. I feel like that would be the best move for him, but me trying to be the best father I can be, right? I'm there every other weekend, right? I'm FaceTiming him multiple times throughout the week. I'm there, all, I'm flying, mm -hmm. I'm flying all the time to see, because I want to be the best father I can be, Yeah, right? Um, 
I mean, there's limitations that I'm not going to move to Georgia, right? But <laughs> whoa, <laughs> so we do draw the line. Yeah, I mean, you got to draw the line. So, but you know what I'm saying? Or like, but, but same with my fitness, right? Like, right. I keep a scale in my bed because I I weigh my food, yep. right? I track my diet meticulously, and people are like that's obsessive. It's crazy, mm-hmm. right? But no, no. I'm trying to be the best I can be. Right. I'm not trying to be good. Yeah. Right. And with money too, I'm trying to be the best I can be. I'm not trying to be good. Yeah. Right. As, you know, as a spouse, yeah. I'm trying to be the best I can be. I'm not trying to be good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, when did you make that decision? You know what? I think it initially it was only in certain aspects of life. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, initially the first time I really applied that kind of work ethic was in college when I wanted to be a rapper. <laughs> right. Right. So like, I, you know, I, I wanted to be the best and I wanted to make sure the best I could be. Right. Yeah. You know, cause I, I, I try not to say I'm going to be the best in the world. Cause life's a game of trade-offs. Right. And some people are willing to make trade-offs that I'm not willing to make in certain aspects of life. Right. Like I'm not going to make the most money. Maybe anyone can make because they, they might be willing to cross lines. I'm not like being unethical or not see right. their, their kids or, you know, right. Just, just, it, right. So I'm to be the best I can be within the context of my standards. Right. Yeah. And in college that meant, okay, I want to be a, a famous rapper. Right. <laughs> so I went to every rap battle that was driving distance from DC. Like everyone, if I found out they were doing one in Philly, I found out about it. Man, we drive, we driving to Philly, New York. All right, four hour drive. Let's go. We we showing up, and you know I was I, I got to the point where I opened for like all the rappers who were popular at that time: Ti, Ludacris, Kanye West before his first album came out. Um, and I got a record deal right out of college. Yeah, with Sony Records. Then I got dropped when they merged with BMG, and then I kind of didn't want to be. In- and you had that beef with Chris Brown. The brute, we squashed the beef. He didn't know there was beef, <laughs> but I well, because well, uh, that's a different story. <laughs> I don't know. We that's have for episode two. I don't know. We found to go into that, <laughs> but um, not nah, not nah. what I noticed was going all out mm. works. Yeah, because <laughs> I I did get signed, and now I I didn't want to follow that path anymore. Yeah, right. Once I saw some of the stuff I didn't really like in the sure. industry. Right? Yeah, I didn't want to follow that path anymore, but. It taught me that going all out works. Now, why and, do you think most people don't have that context of going all out? Like, why? Because they've not done it. But why have they not done it? I don't think no one around them's done it, mm. right? My dad did it. Mm. Remember, I, I barely saw him when, yeah. he was a, when I was a kid, and we lived together. He was just going all out, and I can see how there could be negative ramifications for some people. But I, I saw that and I thought, oh, that's what yeah. a man's supposed to do. Yeah, and also. Like I, I wouldn't do it like that, right? You know, but you got to think of the context, right? I'm on South South Chicago. I'm yeah. like one of the only kids with a dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, so I, I feel like I was lucky to even have a dad, hundred percent, right? When most of them kids, you know, they didn't have dads, yeah. right? You know, it's just that's how it is in the hood. And so I felt lucky in that regard to just have that, even though I, I only saw him, you know, every other week or something because he was always gone. And but what I saw was the work ethic. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the results of that. Yeah. Right. So you had an example. I had an so example. So I'm curious. So like for somebody who doesn't necessarily have that first hand example, like we just, um, Kayla's been with me now for a couple months. You just met her, my mm-hmm. assistant. So she's been literally sitting right here next to me pretty much every day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come on. And... So it's been really interesting because I've never had that experience, right? Of somebody who's just like, wants to absorb, Mm. right? And so I'm just like, 
what are you observing? Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck. Like, because you see people's like, I'll say success on social media mm-hmm. or TV or whatever. And they're like, yeah, we worked hard to get here. But like the concept of that, she's just like, holy fuck. You know, like it was just one of the, and she's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I'm I'm like, I don't know how, like she has context that she'll never be able to forget. Yeah, she'll never point, be able to see you know that, I mean? right? Once you see it, it's different. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, but to have the opportunity to actually firsthand physically witness it occurring, like the behind yeah. the scenes in the dark room with nobody around type work. Yeah. Like, there's shit loads of it. That, mm-hmm. Like it's literally, it's the, it's the proverbial, you know, what's under the water on the iceberg yeah, yeah. analogy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, what, that's how like, I look at every it's person. so yeah. much that goes into that. I mean, you were for four five, six years doing your online business training and YouTube and shit before you're probably what your first seven figure year. Yeah, was yeah, how many? For sure. It took yeah, a long time because right? we had to, there was no, and that was no structure. 12 hour day in like just for yeah. four fucking longer than that. Yeah. Right. So how do you, how do you, impart what it actually takes on to people if they can't actually sit next to somebody like you or somebody like me or somebody else who's working really hard yeah how do you get them to have that context like we're emphasizing it right now with the tone yeah. of our voice but like yeah the, there's more you know like it doesn't do it justice it's hard if you don't experience it you know i think you know my dad was a mentor to me in that regard mm-hmm. right like in i think mentorship helps right or or just being around people who are closer to that, you yeah. know, I, I, you're going to become like the people you're around with mm-hmm. you want to or not. This is why, you know, people from different regions of the country, they have an accent, right? They weren't born with it. They learned it, right. they picked it up involuntarily. Right. And, and I think the same thing kind of happens when, when with the people you're surrounded by, right. Yeah. You didn't have an AP when I met you. That's a fact. <laughs> 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 right and i didn't have a podcast studio when you met me right right now i got you know I, it's little now shit. we got aps and podcasts come on man look at us go living the dream <laughs> look at us <laughs> yeah. but it there's something to that right yeah what i both those examples were kind of a jokes and we could dismiss them mm-hmm. but i don't know if they're worth dismissing right i i, I don't 100 i think there's something to it you yeah know what i'm saying 100 you're gonna be exactly like me right because we have different upbringings different but i think we we pick we yeah. definitely whether we wanted to or not, we've rubbed off on each other. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think for me, because I'm thinking too, like I didn't have necessarily that example, um, at least that deliberately, mm-hmm. you know, where it was like very cut and dry. Yeah. Um, like my parents worked hard and whatnot, but it wasn't like I was like a student of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I didn't really have that context that it seems like you had. And I'm thinking like, cause we're now for those of you playing along at home, uh, Brandon is like a super talented artist, musician. And that's where you and yeah, I are like, yeah. kind of like whatever we pick up, like we're just pretty good at it. Yeah, you know, we're going to, we're going to, uh, if I, even, if, uh, um, well, I wouldn't say that, right. Cause that gives the illusion that it was luck, right? Like right. A- anything I pick up, I'm going to get good at. Yeah. So I think, right? you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I think for me, it's, it's almost like a puzzle. I feel like that's because I'm going back to like when I, what did I really immerse myself in as a, like I'll go all the way back to being a kid. Mm-hmm. It was drawing, like pencil yeah, drawing. Yeah. I could sit down, throw my headphones on, fucking 12 hours could go by. Like right. I wouldn't even have any clue that it was just like, I was just what they call in the zone, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. same with basketball, mm-hmm. right? Same with golf. And so like for whatever, it was just like trying to figure out and make it better and figure it out, make it better. And I think for me, it's the same that people sit down and like do puzzles or, you know, like mm-hmm. Sudoku and shit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Or crossword puzzles. It's like, you're just trying to solve. It's just in business. Once I saw that 
there was a puzzle in sales and business that mm -hmm. like, oh, if you just say the right stuff and you know your numbers, it's like a calculated machine. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a machine here that's like, A, it's fascinating. B, when you solve the puzzle, money comes out and you get to do shit that is cool. Yeah. You know, it's, you know what I think? This is, this is my hypothesis yeah. for you, right? It's like you gamify things when you say it's yeah. like a puzzle, like it's like yeah. a game, right? So people say, how do I get motivated? I like motivation. It depends on what we're talking about, right? Like mm -hmm. they're they're motivated to do certain things. They they're saying, how do they get motivated to do the things they don't want to do? Right. And I think that brings us back to the list of hate, list of great, mm -hmm. right? Because discipline is as a, is a useful tool, but it's finite, right? Yeah. Like you only have so much. You can't discipline the type of work ethic we're talking right. about, right? Right. You have to tr make yourself want to do it. Yeah. You have to change your associations, and, that, and that's the list of hate and the list of great are the best ways I know to yeah. rewire your associations with pain and pleasure. So now it gets to the point where, yo, I, I enjoy this mm -hmm. because I, 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 I've trained myself to, I trained myself to, yeah. right. So it's not, it's not discipline anymore. Yeah. Right. Me and you, I think our, uh, your wife and my girlfriend can attest to this. We have to stop working, mm -hmm. right? It's not like, oh man, I got to work today. It's like, it's like, oh man, I got to stop working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And and the only way I know to to train yourself to be like that is the list of hate and list of great. Mm -hmm. People already do this with things that aren't intrinsically enjoyable, like sure. video, video games. Game. Yeah, I was just picturing the guy on yeah playing the video games. It's like, all right, it's four a.m. Yeah, fucking, you know. Oh, I was talking about video games. This is off topic. Yeah, but I'm just anyone who's listening who ed, i'm trying to tell this to everyone who listens on every platform i'm on cheat code mm. right for getting in great shape get yourself a nintendo switch or whatever video game you use and say you can only do it when while you're doing cardio ah. right so i bring my my switch to to the, to, to the gym and or or or, or my I, I got an ipad mini and you know, Call of Duty Mobile. I can only play it while doing cardio. All right, <laughs> I just want to put that out there because then it's like something you already enjoy. Yeah. Plus something that's pretty boring within itself, right? Hundred percent. Um, it makes it more fun, and you like lose time. All right, back to what you're saying. <laughs> nice hack. Yeah, I just want to tell everybody that I'm trying to spread that message. <laughs> Get the ebook about how to do it. In the no, um, I was gonna say about uh, when you were looking at lists of hate and lists of great. I think one of the I love that because it also rhymes, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I used to be a rapper. Yeah, right. Saying, <laughs> what do you expect? That's record deals right there. You man rhymed hate and great. <laughs> That's why they signed me, bro. On, man. You, you gotta pay money for that type of talent. Uh, so. <laughs> tracking yeah that's where tracking comes it in. gamifies it because yeah. if you like when people how do i get motivated look at your fucking bank account yeah you know it's like how do i get myself to do the stuff it's just like look at your fucking bank account yeah you know and so most don't which is why i'm just i'm like all you got to do is like if you look at the scale mm -hmm. right if all mm -hmm. you do is look at the scale you're going to just automatically add that mentally to your list of hate mm-hmm Right. Yeah. And so it's it's identifying the real reality of where you are. And most people are in delusion. Mm. And so they have to raise their awareness to get up to actually awareness of reality because mm. most people are down here in delusion. Yeah. And they're experiencing or trying to experience a reality that isn't. Uh, and so what I've seen is as soon as you that's why nobody wants to get on the scale. Nobody wants to look at their bank account. Nobody wants uh, to look at what they're spending. Uh, right. Is because they don't want to face reality. That's a lower level of consciousness, a lower level of mm -hmm. awareness and so it's actually an increase in consciousness when you're actually when you're looking at reality because now you're you can actually operate from reality yeah and this is the problem with not to go on a rant here but 
coaching programs today in any way, shape or form is you, and you've implemented a lot of tracking inside of yours, which is why your students get a lot of results. Me too. Yeah. Is because you and I have both been in masterminds and programs and shit where it's just like, dude gets on a call and says, Hey, I got this problem. The guy goes, all right, well tell me what, what's your closing rate? He's like, I don't know. It's about 35%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's really fucking 12. Yeah. Right. And so now said coach or advisor, and, and it doesn't, doesn't have to be in a coaching program, just in life. Mm-hmm. Right. If you tell somebody online as a personal trainer, let's say you weigh 300 pounds and you're like, oh, I weighed in today at 185, that per- that online trainer who maybe didn't even see a picture of you or you Photoshop some shit mm. and send it to him and it was a progress photo. Now that trainer is going to give advice based on the 185 in the fake photo, uh, right? And so now you're going to not implement that advice yeah, because it's the wrong advice for where you are and you, you can't, and you can't you yeah. right, exactly. Can't, what was that? You can't fix, you can't fix what you fake. Beautiful. Yeah. That's exactly correct. And so I think most people, why they're not where they want to be, and I want you take on this is because they are faking at least if nothing else to themselves mm-hmm. where they are i think i think that's a part of it and maybe what i'm about to say is synonymous you tell me but i also think it's okay mm. right like it, it's fine right it's like it's fine wherever they want to be so, okay. so for example i have a lot of friends who are successful entrepreneurs right and a lot of them are overweight mm. right and they want to lose weight but they don't want to bad enough because their yeah. life is fine. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not going to change their life in a real meaningful way. Right. Because they already got, uh, they already got a girl or girls, right. right. They already got money. So like, what are they going to, they already got status, respect, mm-hmm. you know, all they have everything. That, so there's no, they can't see a, a value for right. it right now. That would change if the doctor said you were dying or something Facts, like that. Yeah. Right. So it's not bad Some enough. Catalyst. It's not bad enough. Right. sometimes. And I think that's, you know, you got to think about it. The average person, even at the poverty line, hmm. right, is living a pretty good life yeah. in, a, in a first world country, right? Yeah. You, you, you're not going to be homeless unless you, the only, only people who are homeless are like people who are like on serious drugs or like have some sort of or mental, they've just mental chosen problem. It. Yeah. It's you know? like, you know, or, or schizophrenic, right? Yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. If something, you go to like Venice Beach, California, yeah, they're like, yo, man. They're just like, we're living the dream. Yeah. Some of them, yeah, I would imagine there's some mental <laughs> health shit going on. <laughs> if you, <laughs> yeah. You will go walk on the Venice boardwalk. There, there's some, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> but anyway, is the average person at at the poverty line, or maybe even below, right? They're going to get some financial assistance, right? They're going to get, uh, they're going to they're going to eat food mm-hmm. that's better than what most humans have ate. They're going to eat better than most humans have eat, eat, eaten in all of human history, yeah. Right? They got entertainment on demand, right? They can they got ten dollars for Netflix, so they can watch right. they can watch more movies than we could when we was a kid. 100%. We had to go to Blockbuster, rewind that, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they can watch anything on demand. Yeah. They got the internet, which is like just crazy. Social media, mm-hmm. they they got. You know, it, you can live, you can find joy even in poverty, right? Yep. Like, because money, money won't make you happy. They're right. I mean, yep. you could, it's not supposed to, right? Yep. This is two different subjects, right? So you can be happy even when you're poor, right? As, as long as your basic needs are covered, yep. right? Like, as long, as long as you're on a certain level of mm-hmm. the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you can function. As long as you're safe and you got food, and you can do that poor. Yeah. You can do that poor, right? It, it's, um, I think that's a, a reason why most people aren't don't push themselves. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. It's well, complacent. if you are optimizing for joy, yeah, right. If because I uh, my mom asked me like maybe a month ago, she's like, "You happy?" And I'm just like, "I don't know if I'm optimizing for happiness." You yeah, know what I mean? Like I, I would yeah, say yeah. it's it's um I'm interested, I'm fulfilled, yeah, and I'm growing. Am I happy? Like yeah. Ah, 
you know, like I I wouldn't put myself in like the happy face, joyful bucket. Mm. Right. It's just, I'm not, I don't know. I, 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 and this probably goes back to like when I was a kid, like I was like unhappy as fuck. Uh, Like, and so I didn't fucking know. I might still not know what happiness is, but I do know what makes me feel as though I'm, I have a purpose and I'm progressing and growing. And, uh, I do enjoy getting, I'll say lost in the puzzle mm-hmm. and I should really figure it. It's fun. You know, it's fun, you know, yeah. and, and it has a great, uh, there's a lot of great ancillary benefits, you know, like, would you say you're a happy person? I would say, yeah, but it's deliberate. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like it, it's, you know, what, what is an emotion? Seriously, like it's, describe what an emotion is. It's like, what, what's an emotion? It's an emo- It's a vibration of energy. Right. And on a biological level, what is it? It's, it's fucking chemicals, chemicals in your brain yeah. going off, right? Yeah. That's all it is, right? They're not even, they're not, they're not real. Like in, right. in, in the sense of where they're tangible things you can have, right? It's right. literally all in your head. Yeah. Like literally all in your head. Yeah. And you, we could go manufacture happiness right now. Like you, you want to go play some golf, right? You know, like <laughs> right, right. we can play or, or, or we just tell some, a bunch of jokes, right? You, you can have happiness on demand, right? Right. At least momentary happiness. Yes. Yeah. Right. So when people say, are you happy? I, I, I'm not exactly sure what they mean. I'm not exactly sure if they know what they mean right. because it, yes. it's every human being is going to experience the full spectrum of emotions, mm-hmm. right? You're going to, sometimes you're going to be happy. Sometimes you're going to be sad. Sometimes you're going to be confident. Yep. Sometimes you're going to be jealous. You know, sometimes you're going to be secure. You know, it, you're going to experience the, the full spectrum yeah. right now. What I think they mean and what I think they think they mean is on average, mm-hmm. where are you? Right. And if that's something you really care about, you could do that right now, right? Yes. So when I, when I first, so I have, I, I was diagnosed with bipolar two a long time ago, right? And I, you know, I used to have suicidal thoughts and stuff. And, you know, my dad killed himself, right? You know, I, and you know, throughout my life, there's been a lot of opportunities for misfortune, yeah. right? You know, yeah. and I, one day I got serious about just I want to be happy, mm. right? It's what I do. You'll appreciate this. I tracked it. I, I this was before. Yeah, you got I your moved out. Yeah, yeah. Now I have yeah, an app, yeah. right? But initially, I would carry one of those like moleskin notebooks. Yeah, and I would make a graph on it every mm-hmm. morning and put it every hour on it. And then every like two hours, I had an alarm go off. I just one to ten. Where am I? Mm. Boom. And if it was a, a spike, I I note why. Mm. And if it was a um a dip, I would note why. Right. And and then I would see get an average each day. And my goal was to increase the average because mm. that's I think that's what they mean when they say happy. Yeah. I want to be happy. I want to be happy on average. Not to yeah. say you'll never experience. <laughs> There's never going to be uh, a version of reality where you have unbroken bliss. Your life right. is just a yeah. your life is just a boulevard, of, yeah. Yeah, 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 a boulevard yeah. of unbroken green lights. Right. <laughs> that That's not going to happen. Right. That's not that, that's that's comically unrealistic. Right. But what we're looking for is the average, I think, right? Yeah. So what I, I I would have the average day, and my goal was to increase the average over time, mm. right? And what you, everything's a habit, right? Like when you play golf, right? You you practice your swing. Why do you practice it? So it can, you can do it on command, right? Right? You play basketball, you know. Steph Curry doesn't have to think about how to do no. a crossover. He's done he's, it so many times. Yeah. It's, it's he's built a neural pathway in his head. Well, that's an emo- emotions too, right? 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 Like you can train yourself to be happy. Mm-hmm. And you, you do that by tracking, right? So when I saw a low, I would just try to make sure there's less lows and yeah. then try to make sure there was more highs. Higher lows. Yeah, higher lows. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's really it. Yeah. And, you know, and that then, then I got an app that does it. I found an app that does it. It's called iMood Journal. It's like mm. $4 or something. And 
I still make it, I use it to this day, right? And it's giving, I get data on my happiness, yeah. right? So I can look throughout the month. It tells me, okay, this was the average this month. And it's so, and I can mark what the lows were. And I've made like life decisions that have improved my actual happiness level, irrespective of money, right? You know, irrespective of success status or whatever, like things, things like there was a, I was, I remember once I was dating this girl and you know, all the lows were from her, right? I dumped her, right? Boom. Next, immediately I, I went from, I remember 6.2 was my average, right? If 10 is like, if 10 is like Drake, when, when, when the Raptors won the Super Bowl, when, when the Super Bowl, when the NBA championship yeah, yeah. and one is like, you know, a guy would, a bottle of Jack and a revolver yeah. trying to figure out if he's going to go to work or not. You're right. That's one. Yeah. You're right. It, it, it I was like 6.2, mm. but then it immediately shot up to 7.2. Right. And I'm like, oh, immediate improvement in my overall happiness. Right. So it's really about decreasing the lows, Yeah. you know, and, and just training your nervous system, right. Your, your state, whatever your habitual state is, that's actually your personality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so, that influences the results that you're able to produce. hundred percent, hundred percent, you know, yeah. so, I'm also in my mind on this app, I'm picturing the top of this graph and the bottom of this graph and the imagery of Drake <laughs> and the homeless guy. Yeah. The, you know, the, the one armed homeless guy with the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And revolver trying to figure out if this is the last day. Like, you know what I'm saying? And the orientation of that app. He's <laughs> like, all right, now you're gonna you're gonna track every single day. Ten is Drake after the Raptors yeah, win. The, the Raptors win. Yeah. Here's one. He was happy. <laughs> he was happy. But like you can't expect to have that level of the bliss twenty four hours a right. day, right? That's that's unrealistic, right? right. So I, for me, seven seven point five, and you would lose perspective yeah. of what that actually is. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, you win the lottery every single day of your life. Although it sounds cool in theory, yeah. you'll get real bored real quick. Here's the thing: what people don't understand of the whole enjoy life crowd, man, take it easy. What they don't understand is there's something called hedonistic hedonistic adaptation, mm. right? So if you play video games every day or go to parties every day, go to the club every day, get high every day, you will adapt to it and you won't enjoy it as much. Yep. What they don't understand is sacrifice makes you enjoy things more. Right. Right. So because you have a contrast. Exactly. The contrast. Right. So if you just fast for one day, mm. see how much you love food <laughs> the next day. Yeah. Right. Food you were taking for granted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You see this when people, you know, this guy gets dumped by his girl. He's like, fuck, man, I, 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 I fucked up. I wasn't mm. treating her right. I didn't appreciate her. Right. Yeah. You, you see it all the time. This contrast once it's taken away from you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. Right. So the actually sacrificing for, for your goal, one, it helps you get the goal. Yeah. Right. Because if you're not willing to sacrifice for your goal, the goal becomes a sacrifice. But also if you enjoy the thing you're sacrificing more. Now, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like I have, I had two cheat days last year <laughs> and one of them was I ate my favorite, the favorite thing in the world to eat is butter cake at Mastro's. Okay. Best thing I ever eat. Now, if I eat that every day, it would get old, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because I, I wait strategically <laughs> for that, it's like, man, I, I enjoy it yeah. way more than everyone else who eats ice cream all the time mm -hmm. and cake enjoys it. You know what I'm saying? They, you know, I'm pretty used to. Flying first class now. Yeah. I do it all the time. Um, I missed my flight last time I went to see my son. I missed my flight mm -hmm. and they put me on the next one. Cool. But all they had was a coach seat. And I was like, all right, I got to sit here with the baby mamas and the poor people, you know, and and I didn't. I'm sorry. It's the less fortunate. <laughs> the people who have not gotten to the first class level yet. The financially challenged. Yeah. And <laughs> you. And <laughs> Listener, audience member. No, uh, there's something I, I, 
I used to enjoy. I enjoy every time my first class, I get mm-hmm. on first. First, I get in front of everybody. And then the bored people walk by me. I call it the poverty parade. And, and I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that boost of status. We're hardwired for that. Who cares? Yeah. Right? Well, you know, I, and I missed I, all that. Right. But yeah. here's the thing. On the way back, I had my first class seat and I was like, oh, my God, I enjoyed it so much better. Right. Yeah. Because I missed it that one time. Yeah. Right. I missed the poverty parade yeah. that time. But now I enjoy it because I missed it. Right. It, it's so when you sacrifice, you know, you you enjoy things more. So when you play golf now, mm-hmm. it's probably better than if you play golf all day, every day, be, just yeah. because you missed it. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's a great, great example. So I wanted to ask you, too, because mm-hmm. you've had a lot of just consistent growth and progress. Yeah. It's astonishing. Is that. Is there one moment that sticks out to you in terms of like a, a surprised, holy shit, I didn't realize that, or a breakthrough of some kind where you're like a paradigm shift that was like, oh, fuck, I didn't think it was that way. You know, when we talk about this work ethic stuff, mm-hmm. you, you said the people would like try to stop you, tell you yeah. to live life. Like yeah. Mom asks you, are you happy? Right. I think there was a point where, I let that get to me, right? And I thought maybe something is wrong with me because mm-hmm. right? I didn't understand a lot of stuff we talked about in this podcast, right? Uh, I kind of let that get to me. I thought, man, maybe they're wrong. Maybe something is wrong with me, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I'm maybe I should be focused on other things more, right? I kind of let them get in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I read a book uh, called Relentless ah. by Tim Grover. He he trained Michael Jordan, yep. Kobe Bryant, uh, Dwayne Wade, and a number of other people, Charles Barkley. Yeah, you know, and uh. When I read that book and he talked about like Kobe's work ethic and Jordan's work ethic and how they were, what people would say crazy about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm That's doing me. the right thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like made me feel like, oh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And then that was really let, allowed me to take my foot off the gas. I have the tattoo yeah. on my arm, you know. Yeah. I showed it to Tim, you know, he's, he's, he, <laughs> he was proud. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, I think that was a moment when I realized, oh, I'm, I'm on mm-hmm. the right path. This is just. I'm doing the right thing. If anything, let's turn it up. It's yeah. how we can get it. And when I when I did that, it really allowed me to unleash more of my potential. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100 percent Like way more. And you give yourself permission to be that. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm just on a mission, you know. A mission. Like when it when it comes to like fitness or making money or you know, the other other things I care about, right? It's less about hidden a certain number mm. some people say when, when is enough money is enough when are you going to chill or how do you find it hard how do you find it how do you get the motivation to work at your mm-hmm. level how do you yeah because it's not about the things Correct. anymore right it's more about i'm kind of obsessed with the idea of how much of my potential can i bring to the service mm-hmm. right even when i hired you as my coach right. right is i was i was successful right i was doing i was doing great you know multi-millionaire shit right you know and but i just I'm, I'm just looking for ways to yeah. bring more of my potential to the surface. And, yeah. and every time I bring some more, I can see, Oh, wait a minute, there's even more. Yeah. Here, right. Like, and how much can I bring to the, to you just had a record month, more than doubled the business. Let's yeah. go. And now we're trying to take it. Yeah. We're now we're trying go. to take we're it, gonna do it again. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Come for real. On. And it's like, that's, that's really what it's about for me. It's, it's, it's less about the cash. Yeah. It's less about status. It's, these are just, results mm-hmm. of me trying to see how much of my potential I can bring out of myself and the people who I either train, right? Like my, my students, my employees, yeah. people around me too. My, my son at one point, you know, I think about this sometimes, right? You know, as my son gets older and, you know, he's five now, I'm a, I'm telling him, man, you can do whatever you want, right? The same thing everybody says to their kids, right? 
how come people don't do everything they want? Mm. Right? I think they look at their parents who tell them this and they're like, either one, they look at their lives and, and they don't believe it. They think it's bullshit. Right. Or they believe it. And my fear is that he'll believe it and say, damn, it's all you wanted. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this Ooh. is all you wanted. <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's less common, but that's like a, a fear mm -hmm. of mine. Right. I don't, I don't want him to believe it. And then look at me like I'm a bitch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> or but even worse than that is probably just him not believing it. Like everyone else doesn't right. believe it, you know? Right. Yeah. So in, I want to ask you this too, is because the quality of our life is determined by the quality of the questions that we ask. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of people are asking, you know, how can I experience some short term joy basically? Yeah. Right. So what do you think is the number one question that people should ask themselves if they want to be successful? If they want to be successful is, is, I think they should really ask themselves what are they willing to sacrifice mm. for that success? And are they willing to make the sacrifice? Yeah. Cause it's okay if you don't want to, right? There was a one point in my life. I thought I wanted to be a doctor when I was applying to colleges. And then I kind of realized how long they had to be in school right. and residency. And I was like, you know what? I'm not willing to do that. Right. <laughs> and I, so I just adjusted my goal. Right. That's okay. That's okay. Like you got to really, you can't pretend to want it, right? Like right. If, you, if you don't want it, like some people are super cool, you know, being middle class, you know, send a kiss a, and a nice school. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. In fact, I, I, the I applaud them. Employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I applaud them for that because they've they they might be happier than most mm -hmm. than most people if if they if they really if that's really what they want. Yeah, I'm just saying whatever you really want, it's got to be congruent with what you're willing to sacrifice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I believe I could be wrong about this, mm. but I believe that anybody who says they really want that deep down is lying to themselves. Maybe. But that's my model of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just have a tough time wrapping my mind around that one. It's yeah. like, cause, cause it, because of how this goes on the quantum physics level, mm -hmm. it's like it's everything is either expanding or contracting. Yeah. There's no such thing as a stagnant anything yeah. because everything is energy. Energy, by definition, is moving. So there's nothing that's stagnant. It's either moving in an outward expansion mm -hmm. or an inward contraction. Yeah. So if you are not going outward, you're going, or if you're not expanding, you're contracting. If yeah. you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. And so I have a hard time believing that somebody who's gotten to a, a plateaued point that that was like by definition, given that we are energy beings, yeah. there's literally, it's almost physically impossible on a quantum physics level yeah. to not actually have a inward drive to yeah. outward growth it might be for something else though right maybe you tell me i, I might be wrong maybe it's like they hit a certain income level and then they're like you know what now i want to focus on but at least there's the, now i want to focus yeah, on yeah exactly it, it will change reason, it won't right? just and be so like they're killer. growing somewhere yeah i want to be the best surfer i can right, be right, right. you know something. what i'm saying yeah it's got so, it's got to be growth in some yes, some capacity yes, you know? exactly i, I believe i believe yeah. you're right about that it, you know it's um what you said was real interesting because it's like that in fitness right like yeah it's, you're when somebody's building muscle, you would say they're in an the anabolic state, right? right? So you, but there is no like real maintenance. It's, right. it's you're either anabolic or you're or you're catabolic. Yep. And you you're always kind of isolate oscillating between yep. the two, constantly, right? And if you gain muscle one year, that means oh, in that year you were more anabolic than catabolic, right? right on average, right? Yep. And the amount of muscle you gain depends on that, right? That's why like steroids work because they stay in a they don't go catabolic. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and the anabolic parts goes way up, right? Yeah. 
but it's like that in, in, in general. To be clear, you're natty. No, I'm not. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on testosterone replacement. Oh, there you I'm go. Two years. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, but I'm 40, right? right? You know what I'm saying? So like my body was going catabolic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's what happens. Father time is undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I wasn't, I had standards though. Right. Right. So I do, do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to, to reach my standards. No, no, I got to, I, me, I have to have a certain amount of strength, muscle, you know, definition. And I got to the point where doing that naturally, you know, just yeah. work. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, um, as we wrap here, mm. what's a question that I should have asked that I didn't ask? I don't know what the question it should have been. However, I would I would really like to emphasize the happiness thing is because money won't make you happy, but I don't think anything should make you happy. Mm. Right? I think you should be in charge of your own emotions, right? Because if you can't control your emotions, then you can't control your behavior. If you can't control your behavior, then you're a liability to yourself and others, right? So I, I think they're just two different subjects, right? Yeah. Happiness and, and financial success are just, they're independent of each other to a certain degree, right? I mean, to a certain degree, right? There is a level of poverty yeah. where happiness becomes hard. Like when you're cold or hungry, when your biological needs yeah. can't be met, right? Then it's difficult to be happy under those circumstances, right? But you know, if you're living, if you're watching this in a first world country, then you're probably yeah. good in that regard, right? So more money won't necessarily make you more happy within itself, right? Yep. You, but you can still make more money, mm-hmm. right? Like that doesn't, that doesn't mean don't get more money, right? Because it, it, it will it will set your help you set your kids up to be in a, a yep. better position, right? I send my son to an expensive school, right? You know, it's thousands of thousands of dollars a month, right? Yep. And he's in kindergarten, right? And it's like and it's like five thousand dollars a month, and he's in kindergarten, right? And but as a result, he took a he took a test. Uh, recently, like a state test, mm-hmm. top two percent in reading and math in the whole state. Yeah, like not the kids at the school. He's beating the shit out of them. But y'all, I also have tutors for him. Like, right? You know, and I mean, I, I'm able to set him up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying for, for for certain things. You know, and my mom doesn't have to worry about any bills. Yeah, right. You know, and to say that stuff makes me happy. I mean, I can find joy in it, right? Mm-hmm. But my average happy. I could, I could, if I it's wanted to, I could be, right? if I wanted to, yeah, because I, I could be sad and have all that too. There's people right. who have all that and still like kill themselves, that's right? That's just two different subjects. That's, well, that's I think what I'm you hit to it on the, on the emotional control. Yeah. As Warren Buffett says, if you can't manage your emotions, you can't manage money. Yeah. And so I think it's that management and control of it and being caused over it rather than yeah. effect to it. I think that, I think, at least for me, that's. You got to have that. I'm not perfect. I, I mean, you know, right? Because you know me well. I'm, me either, bro. I, I, don't, I don't think anybody is perfect, right? Yeah. But I think I'm better than most people like i've been in jail like i've never been convicted of a crime right <laughs> miscarriage of justice but i spent the night in jail more than once it just fights and stuff nothing like nefarious right but it's uh i've been in jail like in the cell laughing cracking jokes making other people yeah. laugh right you know even though it was in bad circumstances right so the, the more you can actually detach your emotions from your circumstance the happier you can be Right. If you can be happy under any circumstances, that's like the goal. I'm not there hundred yes. percent, but if you, that's, that's what I strive for. Right. Mm-hmm. But so I don't make money to be happy. I'm happy. Yeah. And I make money. And you just brought, <laughs> you just brought our earlier conversation full circle Yeah, because earlier you're talking about attaching to emotions to get yeah. stuff. But now you're saying ultimately the goal is to detach the emotions yeah. from those things. It's, so that's exactly my point of the being able to use those. Both of those things are tools, attachment exactly. and detachment. Well, and it's the wisdom to know when, it's appropriate to use the attachment or the detachment, I believe, is what determines ultimately our experience. A hundred percent. You know, it's, it's because think about it. The reason I, I came up with the list of, hey, list of great was I needed a way to want to do something when I wasn't when I wasn't motivated. Right. Motivation is what an emotion. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just a way of manipulating my emotion. Right. So 
whatever you focus on, you're going to feel like mm-hmm. whether it's real or not. Right. Like if I told you to imagine your dog dying, you probably get sad. Right. right. Uh, even though it's not real, like right. just imagine it. Right. Right. And, and your dog's fine, man. He's doing great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just seen it. All right. And, cool. and, uh, but just imagine it can make you sad. Right. right? It's not even real. Right. You, you, you can manipulate your emotions at any time. And once you have awareness of that, then, you know, if I'm in a state, I don't want to be the list of hey, list of great is a way to manage that emotion. Right. right. I, I was like, damn, I got to spend the night in jail tonight. Right. So what I do, I, I started making jokes and my focus was on right. making the, the other prisoners laugh. <laughs> right. You know, but I was focused on that and it was working. And so just figuring out like different, different tools, yeah. different ways to manipulate my own emotions to my, that's right. So it's on command. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, and then we are going to have to do an episode two of some kind, because this parlays perfectly into sales. Oh, because if you can pull your own emotional levers, now it's pulling other emotional levers to get people to really help themselves. Yeah. But we're going to have to do a whole nother fucking episode two power. on that one. Yeah, man. It's a superpower. Because you and I remember the one at Jeremy's house. Yeah. Jam, yeah. And I'm like, damn, we should have recorded that whole fucking. Man, we, I was like, man, we're two of the best. That was a master. <laughs> all right guys hope you enjoyed today's episode as always thank you for listening to this all the way to the end and in case you're looking for more free content and more free stuff that'll help you make money build your muscle and your mindset join our free victory unit discord channel it's 100 free and i have free courses in there that you can download right now today 100 free and we're putting new courses in there all the time we're in there answering your questions there's a group of people who are super serious about obtaining elite level success and if that's you go ahead and join the discord but don't join you know if you want to be average or mediocre that's not the place for you you won't find anything for you there right if you want to be a regular guy who does regular shit until you die that's cool i'm sure you got redeeming qualities the victory unit discord you won't find a lot of value for you now if you're a guy who's hell bent on success and will not allow anything to stop him from accomplishing his goals you fucking need to join the victory unit discord you need to stop whatever you're doing whatever it is it's not more important than joining the victory unit discord right now i don't care if you're holding a baby you know what I'm saying? If you're at work, put the baby down, walk out of that meeting, join the Victory Unit Discord right now. Right? It's the most important thing you'll do if you're serious about success. And in case you're into video podcasts, you can find and watch this episode on my YouTube channel as well. All right? Holla at y'all. Peace.